Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Now you have to report that to the IRS, do you not? Or oh yeah, they it's, it's do already it right there. And it's already they do it right, they do there, it right, right there. Yeah, yeah, they do it right there. Yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was my biggest, my biggest poker winning ever by a mile. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it, was, it made me very proud. It was a very, very cool day. Um, very nice, nice number to take home. All right, so, uh, you know, I think that the obvious question is, at what point do you walk into Norby's office and say, take this job and shove it? I'm going on the poker tour. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. We're very happy for Phil that he did well and had a really good time because you can be totally discouraged and be broke at the end of those things, and Phil did well. We're happy for him. So that starts Old Friends Day, and then we bring in Adam Ferrara as an old friend. Adam is going to... Adam, you're going to be playing in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. Tell the people where you're going to be. Yeah, I'm at uh, Magoobie's Joke House. Uh, I was there last night. I want to thank the Littles for showing up. And I'm there tonight, Friday, and uh, Saturday. That Now, that's in Timonium, Maryland, right? That's just north of Baltimore, right? Timonium I don't is... know. They put me in a car and they drive me. They, I don't know yeah. where it is. They, they said Timonium. <laughs> Which sounds like like a radioactive, you know, metal. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. My friend Mike Litwin, Mike and Susie Litwin, used to live in Timonium, so we used to go there a lot. It's about fifty minutes from our house in Washington. I, I always thought it was a pretty nice area. They have a fairgrounds there. Is this place Magoobies? What a stupid name that is, by the way. It's so <laughs> foolish. Magoobies. Is is this place in the fairgrounds? Did you see the fairgrounds at all in that area? I, I saw nothing. They they, uh, they just uh, like I came, came down yeah, on the train. They off. put me in a car. I didn't see anything around here. But it's uh, it's a it's a fun. It's a fun house. Uh, it's a nice uh, nice place to come see a show. And if you're around, come see me. I'll make you laugh. This sounds more like a kidnapping than a show. <laughs> put you in a car. Yeah. Put the money so, in the bag and no cops. Yeah. So so we're not worried about the Omicron in Timonium yet. Like we'll wait a week and Is then worry. Not- I don't know. There's nothing here yet, but it, the first case uh, showed up in. They, they found it in California, and yeah. my mother woke me up. She called me. She's like, "Adam, you got your booster? The unicorns there? Ma, it's not the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Omicron. I'm fine." Yeah. So, do you have any restrictions as to people coming in? I mean, is it mask? Not mask? Is it? No, good, there was right? no mask. Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. I got I got everything. So right. uh, they the sign I did see at the hotel was uh, fully vaccinated people don't need is op, a mask is optional. But I'm wearing everything. I'm wearing sw- wetsuit, swim fins. I don't care. I'm not getting nothing. So uh, I was so I got my booster. I got mm-hmm. my booster on September third. I was walking the dog this morning, counting the days till my next booster because <laughs> I'm going to assume I'm going to assume they're going to keep. Telling you to take it again and again and again and again, right? Don't you think? That's what I'm assuming. I, well, the card, if you look at the card, there's four slots on the card. So they know something we don't. Yeah. So I'll go get another one. Or maybe I'll get one early. Maybe I'll get one today. <laughs> I, I, I don't see how it can hurt. I don't see how it can hurt. So I, go I got the Johnson & Johnson one, and I got it a day before they said, wait, there's a problem. So I flipped <laughs> out immediately. Yeah. No, I got I got Pfizer. Yeah. I got Pfizer. And unlike Antonio Brown, I actually got it. <laughs> I actually bothered to get it. Um, so let, so I'm told that you yeah. became pals with Tom Jones, not that Tom Jones. Can you tell the story of this? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I blanked because I didn't know that, that my Tom Jones was your chum, Tom Jones. That's not the Tom Jones. So I got a gig. Uh, I've known him for years. I went down to uh, West Palm, the Breakers. There was this private gig he hired before I walked in. And we say hello. And he said, have you spoken to Tony? And I'll be honest with you, you're not the first Tony right, that popped right. into my head. Sure, sure, yeah. So, so I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, he's out. And I, <laughs> <laughs> Good line, good line. Yeah. Now, then I'm thinking, how the hell does Tom know Tony? What has he been doing in his life that I'm not aware of? And he goes, you know, Kornheiser. And I go, no, I haven't spoken to him. You know, I sent him a note uh, for the ESPN anniversary, but hopefully yeah. I'll talk to him soon. And he he told me the story that you made his mother sing to you on a golf course? Well, no, 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 no. He volunteered <laughs> to have his mother sing. She was in the home across from the, uh, yeah, the 15th. Lady, 90 years old, and you two are making her sing Oklahoma or something out of freaking window? 
Wait a second. A, she loves doing it, and B, she did it on Broadway. It's not like we're just taking talent night at the old age home. This is a real singer. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. So I I, Like she opened the window and sang while you guys were on the course. We were on the tee at 15, and she was across the tee at 18, a long way up like two floors from the top. And she mm-hmm. look, she's Broadway singer. She belted it out. It was like Ethel Merman. You know what I mean? Nobody knows what I mean with Ethel Merman. But it was, yeah, and it was great. Oh, so he, so, uh, yeah, and you would have no idea. Yeah, you would have no idea. How would you have any idea that that Tom Jones was my Tom Jones as well? So yeah, no, I didn't. But uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, it was a great. It was at the Breakers in uh, in West Palm. Breakers is lovely. Gig. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely. Beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely that's where Chan always goes. Chan goes to the breakers. Yeah. Um, well, there's said, a Mr. Frog, we have dinner for you. Would you would you like dinner? I said, can you send it to my room, please? The game is on. So I didn't even yeah. sit down. I just went up and watched the game. Yeah, the, the breakers is lovely. Robert Kraft's condo is like right near the breakers. That's really nice. It's really nice. All right, yeah. so plug your shows again. Come on, plug them like a pro. At McGoobies. I'm at McGoobies Joke House in Timonium, Maryland. Two shows tonight, Friday, two shows Saturday, all littles are welcome. Come down, we will make you laugh. I also have a comedy special that is on YouTube. It dropped last week, and having a comedy special on YouTube means Tony, you're never going to see it. Uh, no, but there's I don't a link on YouTube. Yeah, no, I know. But there's a link on my website, uh, uh, Linktree. You can see uh, the link there and click it. It's uh, go to YouTube, but 800 pound Gorilla Records. Just type in Adam Ferrara, and you will see my special called "It's Scary in Here." Uh, Wonderful. And my podcast is up, too, um, the Adam Farrar podcast, which so Tony, that's you've all done, good. Will Bond's done. Yeah, it's fun. Yes, everybody's going to do it. So good luck, and thanks for calling. Good Adam to see Farrar, you, my friend. Boys Be well. Michael, yeah. take care, Michael. You as well. <laughs> it's wonderful. At Magoobies in yes. Timonium, tonight, tomorrow night. We also got a letter here. This is a letter from Jason Reed in Beaverton, Oregon. Beaverton, Oregon is a little bit more famous for Nike. Oh, that's right. That's what he is. Yes. Dear Dr. Tony, I've been a devoted listener since the Monday night football days, and you've provided me with more than just entertainment over that time. You built a community of which I feel privileged to be a very small part. To attempt to repay you for that, I'm sending a token of my appreciation, some products from Martin and Sons Maple Syrup. Around the time that you were taking the bus to various NFL cities, I was marrying into a remarkable family, a dairy farming family with 11 children. Even though the parents in that family did not finish high school, their children accumulated a total of 26 collegiate degrees. The grown children have a can-do spirit that leads them uh, making their own wine, wooden furniture, and honey. And now the youngest of the family has turned a family hobby into a business. He, his wife, and three boys tap over 4,400 maple trees near Rhinelander, Wisconsin, each winter to produce wood-fired, handcrafted maple syrup of wonderful quality. Some of that syrup is then aged in rum casks or whiskey barrels to infuse an extra layer of deliciousness. I recommend that Mr. Tony try them over vanilla ice cream standing by the kitchen sink. If you're not a regular consumer of maple syrup, feel free to pass them along to Michael, as I'm guessing Bootsy and the Hammer have at least a Occasional waffles and pancakes like my children. Thank you for the years of laughs, Jason Reed in Beaverton, Oregon. And we got a note from the Martin family. We hope you enjoy our maple syrup. Each barrel-aged maple syrup has a unique flavor. There is no alcohol. Maple syrup is aged in an oak barrel that had just been used to age rum, bourbon, or whiskey. They're good on pancakes, waffles, or French toast. Cornbread is another good match. I've been enjoying the bourbon barrel-aged syrup on oatmeal. The barrel-aged syrups are also excellent on vanilla ice cream. Our family enjoys time spent in the woods and the process of making high-quality maple syrup. Best regards, Karen, Carl, Lincoln, Logan, and Lance Martin. So you see the K's and the L's there. (laughs) Karen, Carl, Lincoln, Logan, and Lance Martin. So we have these bottles. I'm not a syrup guy. Bottles are beautiful. But I assume that Bootsy and the Hammer are going to want to have maple syrup. So the Bootsy and the Hammer are in a Paw Patrol waffle phase. that They only get it on special days or when they're being particularly rough in the morning. So you'll... I I think they've only been introduced to the fake stuff. Well, this is the real stuff. This is the real deal. Teach them young... And you'll never have to worry about it again. And Nigel will have some as well. Yes. So thank thank you you very, very much to that. I wanted to say one other thing before we got out of here. I was going to tell the story. I'll tell it next week of my Black Friday experience. Because as Michael knows, I have the the slips, the credit slips right here. Yeah, we did get some emails. I will. will. But I got this yesterday from Chris. So Liz has sent me this from Michelle Kessel on Twitter. 
And it talked about, look, you have to understand, the first day of December, 12121, is a palindrome. Yes. The third day of December today, 12321, is a palindrome. Right? Am I correct on yes. that? The second day, though, 120221, according to Michelle Kessel, is called an ambigram. You can read it left to right, right to left, and also upside down. That's fantastic. If you, write it down, <laughs> if you write it down, 1202-2021. You can read it. You read it from the moon, apparently. This is, I've never heard of this word, an ambigram. ambigram I've never no, heard of that. Not familiar with that. So don't we think that that's wonderful? And of course, you know. How, we, how about the text Elizabeth. from my wife? You, get, you, ta- you give Saliza a nod, but you're not mentioning Liz. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, he's wait, scrolling. Find it. He's scrolling. How was many it, people text you? Okay. Was it Liz's birthday? Is that why she texted him? Oh. No. <laughs> it was Hanukkah, though, so that's just checks, below birthdays. Liz wrote, writes, writing checks and realize you must love date. Today's date, 12 21 Yes, and I said, wow, I didn't even realize it. Palindrome says, the real question is if you would consider tomorrow's even better, 12 21 And then I talked about other things, but there was... So I've now involved my son's wife (laughs) in my, as we said in the trade, Michigas (laughs) craziness about numbers and and obsessive compulsive behavior. But I... I, That's a cool date, though. Ambigram. Yeah. Right? Had had you ever heard of that word? Yes, I have, but yes. I'd never heard of that. Well, should I just do the story here? Sure. Should I do it here? Yeah. I, I, um, I went Black Friday shopping to a degree. Which is to say that I didn't go out on Black Friday. And I didn't go out on Black Friday because I didn't really want to be out among all those people. And I will tell you that driving past the outlets on that day, they were every bit as crowded in Delaware as I ever remembered them. Every bit as crowded. And people, not some masks, not everybody. And by not everybody, I'd say not even 50%. So I didn't want to get involved. I went out. Wednesday, right, let's, Michael? Let's reset this. These are the Tanger outlets. Everyone has seen these around the country. These are outdoor shopping centers. Yeah. Yes, but but the, the stores... The stores are inside, but yeah, the, right, the actual right. parking lot, yeah, the, yeah. the mall, yeah. the facade, this is all outside. So I went to two places that I like to go to. Eddie Bauer. I went to Eddie Bauer in order to get what I call attic pants. No, I'm sorry. I went to Eddie Bauer to get a jacket. I went to Eddie Bauer to get a jacket because the jacket I bought there three years ago has aged, as have I, uh, and the zippers don't work, as neither do mine. <laughs> so I needed a new jacket, and I was very happy because I was able to put the old jacket in the Toys for Tots, you know, in the jackets for people thing, and they get fixed up, and they go out, and it's great. I'm happy about that. And the jacket was, it looks just like the original jacket, except it's got a hood, right? Yes. And it's got an orange lining instead of a black lining. Lightweight puffer. Yeah. And they said it was $160, and it was reduced by half. So it was $80. So I went to them, and I said, well, what about Black Friday? Today's only Wednesday. What about your Black Friday sales? And they said, no, we don't have it. This is it. This is the Black Friday sale. This is what we're going to do. We're not reducing things any further. We're not. So I said, okay, I'll buy it. But because I have Eddie Bauer points... Because I've got, you know, I'm the in the Eddie Bauer uh, yeah. chain, chain, chain of fools or whatever. <laughs> it was another 20 bucks off. So I got it for 60 <clears throat> Now, that to me was a great buy. That's phenomenal. Now, I'm not saying that it's really worth 160 That's what the original price is. But it's got to be worth 60 I'm going to use this for two to three years. This right? is tax-free shopping. Tax-free shopping. So 60 on the nose. Now, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So I go to the Calvin Klein outlet in the same general area of the outlets, usually to buy underpants, but I didn't do that, didn't do that. Sun-faded khakis? Yeah, no, I went to buy attic pants, attic pants, no, sun-faded khakis, sun-faded pants were always Brooks Brothers on the clearance rack. I went into the clearance rack, I didn't think it was low enough, mm. I didn't think the prices were you low scoffed enough. scoffed at it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to spend Come back for President's Day. So I'm just curious, because you said, you, so you get the good deal. You know, at the first shop. Yeah. Are you like, it's like in Vegas where like you've done well at the blackjack table. Now you're like, all right, I'll go play roulette. Yeah. So that gives you confidence to yeah. go out and do the other yeah. stuff. Okay. So I went to get attic pants and the attic pants that I saw, they were tan, the original khaki color tan. And stone. They were, yeah, stone, right. They were like forty nine ninety. Okay. They're forty nine ninety, And I say again, well, what's your Black Friday price going to be to see if I want to come back in two days? And they go, hey, what are you, a dope? This is it. The whole store is this now. We're not changing. This is what we're doing now. And I think a lot of 
stores did this. Right. I think they didn't, and I'm sure some stores did better than that on Black Friday. But so I said, okay. And I had Calvin Klein points because I buy so many underpants over so many years. And that was 20 off. So I got those for $29.90. So I got. So all in. I'm wardrobed for under 100 bucks. It's Andy, Andy yes. Pants and a jacket. <laughs> pants and a jacket for a total of like $90. Now, are you asking these coupon questions? Is this the best you can do? Are you asking this with confidence? Or are you sort of no, sheepishly saying, no, like, not, well, hey, no. is this sort of your, the best you can do? No, or? I don't say, is this. Well, when I say, are you going to do better on Black Friday? I just, that's, um, uh, uh, I, I don't say that with any comment. I just want to know because I'll come back. If it's going to be an extra 15 or 20% off, I'll come back. But when I ask, you know, they say, are you a member of our plan, of our group? And you say, yes. And they look you up and they go, oh, it's another 20. So that was great. Yeah. Now, Brooks Brothers, I don't have anything left. I got so much off the last sport jacket. I don't have anything Oh, I, off the sweater that I don't have anything left. In Brooks Brothers. So with your Black Friday shopping story, I thought you were going to go to the actual Black Friday shopping story where you went to CVS. I went to CVS at Black Friday. To get toothpaste. To get toothpaste because I had a coupon for 25% off your entire purchase. You wasted the killer CVS coupon on toothpaste. Toothpaste and Listerine (laughs) and suntan lotion. Yeah, no, I did. I did that. But that was was not Black Friday. That was, I just had that coupon. Well, I mean, but then we got the TV because you hectored me into getting a TV. I didn't hector And Ron you. and Liz went out and bought a TV. <laughs> well, I used my money to buy a TV, but they went out and got it and hooked it up, and it's really good. It's great. The best part about this is so Ron actually braved the Black Friday shopping he went story. Into it and he went into it, found a TV that somebody else had hid behind other TVs. Are you serious? Pulled it out. Well, he, out, had ordered it. The he had ordered it first. Someone was trying to poach his and my Maybe. TV. He had ordered a TV, not necessarily this TV. This was one that someone else had their hands on. Those are the shenanigans that happen on Black yeah, Friday. Yeah. yeah. So Hiding that's why people are packing when they go to Black <laughs> no, Friday. They really are. That's frightening. That's why I don't want to have anything to do with it. So you, right. did, you didn't get any shoes? No shoes. Uh, Bass Outlet is closed. It's closed. It's closed. And oh. maybe, maybe next week we can get to the story of your free entree from Rehoboth Beach Country Club. You One, made such fun. Well, I don't know if it's free. I'm waiting don't for the know. bill. I don't know if it's free. Expired. I don't know if it's free. Expired. We'll, yeah, well, just remind me that. We'll tell that story on Monday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a coupon. That's also a coupon. But that coupon was from 2016. So we'll see. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we will come back. Jason Lockin, four of CBS Sports, will join us. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Vincero Read, and we're going to promote their Black Friday sale, which is up to 30% off site-wide, plus free shipping. If you don't know Vincero yet, they're a small team based out of San Diego who provides today's most ambitious people, and others as well, slugs, I'm sure, with premium watches (laughs) and lifestyle accessories. They believe in doing things well or not at all, and you can see and feel that commitment to the process right out of the box. From eye-catching designs to quality craftsmanship, you can feel in hand. Vincero provides incredible pieces, sure to become staples in your wardrobe and beyond. I have a Vincero watch. I yes. like it very much. I can, you know, this is, for me, easy to say to you, this is good stuff. Bonnie and Artie Burko bought about five of these things and love them because they saw mine, and, and they love them. With a diverse collection of watches, glasses, wallets, jewelry, and more, Vincero is the perfect go-to for all of your holiday gift shopping needs. Whether you're shopping for a friend or a loved one, a partner or a parent, Vincero has a collection in colorway, isn't that a nice word for everyone, making it easy to find a great gift for that special someone. We all get that online shopping can be frustrating. Will this fit? Will it really look like this? Will it be broken in a week? Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return policy has you covered. That's enormous. 365-day return policy. Uh, That's tremendous. Check out Vincero Collective. Their pieces look incredible. The quality is undeniable, and their team out in San Diego is available around the clock to make sure that you have the best shopping experience possible. And even better, for a limited time, you can take advantage of up to 30% off all items as part of their Black Friday sale. It's the perfect opportunity to get yourself or a loved one a gift they won't forget. So go to Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, VinceroCollective.com slash Tony. You don't even need the code. Everything's 30% off. Such a deal, as my grandmother would have said. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. 
This is sent to us by Carl Daniel. He's in a band called Sean Sleeps Naked. They've sent us music before. Um, this is called My Colors. This is from their fourth album entitled Away From Here, which is available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever loyal littles like myself stream, Carl writes. Sean Sleeps Naked is a great name for a rock and it roll really band. It really is, isn't it? They play in Jason Lockin 4 of CBS Sports and, of course, his podcast, which we plug all the time. Um, I, I had written down a bunch of questions, but... Oh, there's your dog. Is that Copper barking? That's Gigi. I'm trying to, to get her in. Gigi, come on. Come on. Oh, you have two dogs? There's two? I'm sorry? You have two dogs now. Two? Yeah, yeah. We've had Gigi... Uh, I guess for about a year and a, I don't know. I, I, I'm so bad with time these days, especially with COVID. But I guess we had Gigi probably about 15 months. I didn't even realize that. I didn't know yeah. you had a second dog. Do you like having a second dog? I love having a second dog. In I fact, see a I, lot I, of people with, with walking two dogs. They have second dogs. But is it one male and one female, or are they yes, both the same? it's one yeah. male and one female. They, they are quite different, and um, it is an adventure walking them at the same time. But, uh, no, I love it. I want all the dogs, Tony. If it was up to me, this house would be filled with dogs. But my I, daughter has I'm two way dogs. Down the pecking order. No, my daughter has two dogs makers. as well. I just have yeah. one. I just have Chessie. She's yeah. enough for me. Uh, so I wrote down a million questions, sure. and and they don't matter as much as Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, what is the deal with this dope? What is the deal? Uh, well, first of all, he's not alone. Um, there's two others suspended with him, and right. I was just on the phone with a, a personal executive from a team here before you guys called and I talked to some others last night and uh, th th there are clearly um, a number of guys who are doing this and have done it and I can't speak to their mindset it, it seems absolutely um, ridiculous and dangerous and um, very potentially harmful to the well-being of many people that they work with and consider their friends or coworkers or, or brothers or teammates or coaches. And then it could also be quite detrimental to the families of those individuals. I think three games personally is not nearly enough. I don't know that we need to have a, um, a sliding scale here here. I mean, I, I for me, it would be a, uh, a deal breaker. You're you're not playing. You know you're not coming in any of these buildings again this year. Um, obviously, the league and the PA kind of worked their way through this uh, terrain and got to a point where they're they're kind of okay with this. Um, but personally, I don't know that it does nearly enough to protect those who again could could have been exposed to this thing who were who were treating this person a certain way in terms of their behavior with him because. They thought he was. They thought he was vaccinated, and he was comporting himself, and the team was allowing him to comport himself in a way in which he was playing by the vaccinated rules and not the unvaccinated rules. I agree with you right down the line. The word that comes to mind for me is betrayal. Yeah. This is an absolute betrayal of your teammates. It's reprehensible. I think it should be met by you're out for the rest of the year. I agree with you. And it's not like Antonio Brown doesn't have a history of behavioral missteps. You know, it's this is awful. And I'll bet there's more than he, I'll bet a lot of teams have guys like this. I'll oh, bet. I, absolutely. I, I don't think he is um, an anomaly or an outlier whatsoever. Uh, and I'm guessing there's probably some other pretty prominent players who are, are doing this as well. And obviously Aaron Rodgers was kind of tiptoeing around some yes. of this. Um, yes. It, it uh, personally, I think it's shameful. I agree with that. I do. I agree. So let me get to the other questions that I've got. And the first one was interesting for me, anyway. <laughs> it is beginning to dawn on me there are going to be seventeen games. It seems very weird. <laughs> yes. Seventeen games. It, it does. It just seems weird. Do you like it? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> do I like it? Um. I mean, I just think the growth in volume and anything associated with this sport is pretty much baked in the cake at this point. And if they can expand it, if they can um, make it bigger, better, more, then that's where it's going because the appetite for football, um, as much as some you know, doomsayers would have told you four or five years ago that the NFL was in trouble, I mean, the NFL remains – 
on the top of the pile. And when the NFL is facing certain crises, if they can throw enough money at it to make it go away, that's what they do. We just saw it again in St. Louis with the settlement there. Yeah, um, with the Rams. Yeah, it is a it is a you know five hundred pound gorilla that is constantly searching for another banana to eat and <laughs> another uh, skyscraper to to knock down if it's seen in any way as sort of competition. Um, as long as Look, I mean, it's eventually going to be 18 games. I mean, I reported sure. on this months ago. Like, there are windows built into these TV contracts seven years into the 10-year deals where they can opt out. The reason that they would put those in there in large part is because, well, wait a minute. If we're expanding the volume of games again, then, Tone, get me rewrite. Uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta, uh, uh, edit some of this stuff here. We got to make some changes here. We got to see who else might want a piece of this apple. Um, because we're going to grow the game, to use you know one of the, the terms that are very popular uh, over there on Park Avenue, uh, we're going to grow the game even more, and we're going to have everybody get nine home and nine road, and we're going to get to 18 games. And, and I would be stunned if that doesn't happen uh, you know, five, six years from now. I'm wondering, the schedules at 16 were pretty neat. You yeah. played every division has four teams. So you played six games in your division. You crossed over for 10. And at some point, you had another you, – you went to 14, and then maybe two of the games were against teams that finished relative to their divisions the way that you did. Right. 17 is so weird. It's How do they janky. schedule the 17th game? What is it? Yeah, I mean, they, they've kind of crossed over now with another, you know, out-of-conference game. Uh, and then you rotate years in which you get more home games than road games. Um, but again, I, I think I wouldn't get too much Anjana over this. Yeah, because it's going to go to eighteen. Five or six years from now, it's going it's going to be even. No, again. I know. Like, it'll be nine and nine, and you know they'll have the uh, the equation figured out. And then I think that's one that um, would probably be here uh, more long term. Yeah, well, that's the the one thing I can guarantee you is when that happens, Will Bond will get on television. He will scream. They had greedy. The NFL stinks. They shouldn't do this. It's good the way it was, which really means it's going to kill the NBA for another weekend <laughs> or something like that. Are they? Are by the way, is the NFL in London anymore? Do they, they go to London. They play those games kind of more compact now, uh, and and also it's kind of a way for some of those. Um, stadiums over there to get a feel for like what a homestand might be like where you're yeah. playing two or three home games again just if they ever get to a point where they put a franchise there which obviously was much more of a front burner type uh, proposition prior to the pandemic than, yeah. Um, yeah. than it is right now but yeah they set that up that way a few years back um, you know to kind of get the fans fired up for everybody to know that hey they get in now because these are going boom 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 and then nothing nothing till next year and then also for the um the stadium in tottenham and i think wembley will be back in the rotation as well moving forward at some point so they can kind of get used to that um and then germany you know they're you know mexico is coming back and then there's going to be a series uh starting in the next couple of years I think they'll pick the announce the city around the Super Bowl, but Germany will probably become like London and Mexico, where that's baked into the you know that's part of the deal every year. Yeah, and they'll give you Jacksonville and Houston in Germany and see how they do with that. Was there yeah. anything from last night's game that's important? Anything in your mind from the Cowboys beating Import, the Saints? Well, I, I mean, the Cowboys are getting healthier. You know, you get Demarcus yeah. Lawrence back. Um, you know, Zeke gutted through another one. They got Amari Cooper back into the mix. I, I think for them, it's just it was more about um, you know coming out of this stretch still at the top, knowing that the Calvary's coming, and, and part of that Calvary is is already there. And Randy Gregory's going to join that mix pretty soon. Um, you know, and I mean, look, and, and the Saints. I just feel I feel you know bad for Sean Payton. Um, that's still a viable team. They've hung around. They've faced adversity dating back to the storm, um, you know, that displaced them for a period of time. And I think people, you know, like to to bag on, on Jameis Winston, but I think it was 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. 
when he went down, and you compare that to what the quarterback play has been like since, uh, it's, it's been devastating. If they had even just slightly below league average quarterbacking, you know, they'd be uh, a playoff team for sure in the NFC, but, but the problem for them is they're, they're not even anywhere near replacement-level quarterbacking. No, they're really not. Um, I know Wilbon loves Trevor Simeon because he's from Northwestern, but <laughs> you can't. I mean, what that, what that proves is that if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going anywhere. You're not in this league. No, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and this isn't like a scenario years past where, you know, they were without Drew Brees for six weeks or eight weeks and they had Teddy Bridgewater there and not a whole lot changed. This whole thing has completely fallen apart because they don't yeah. have a quarterback they can trust. No, all right. All right, plug your podcast for us. Oh, uh, you can listen to me daily uh, on Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan from 2 to 6. It's a radio show. Uh, it's not a podcast. You can Mind check us stay. out on the Odyssey app uh, or www.1057thefan. Um, talking a lot of football and I, I guess a little bit more WFT lately yeah. um, where uh, – you just hope you don't get sewage spilled on you during the game, right? If you could come that out there with a dump brutal. and without, you know, that stadium's a dump. You, that's, that's a that's a that's a good day. That stadium's a dump. Are you going to become one of those people that walks like eight dogs at a time, and the <laughs> leashes are wrapped I, I, around your waist? I don't know if I can handle eight. I, what I do want to do though, when I retire, I want to foster dogs. Okay. It's hard with kids, you know what I mean, because they get attached, and it probably would be hard for me too or anybody. But yeah, I would love to just basically turn the house into like. Channel. A foster home, and then help you know help dogs get adopted. It's lovely. Thank you, Jason. Talk Thank to you next you week if we Have can. Have a great one. Thanks, Jason. Locking for our boys and girls. We'll take a break when we come back. James Carville, Jeff Ma. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a simply safe ad. If you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than now. This week, Simply Safe is giving listeners early access to all of their holiday deals. 40% off their award-winning home security. Simply Safe has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. It was named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News & World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. Look, these are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. And there are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals. Get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com/tony. Again, that's simplysafe.com/tony and it's simply S I M P L I. simplysafe.com/tony. 40% off your entire system. Don't be an idiot. Use the code. This, this is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Sean Sleeps Naked, which tells you a little more than you need to know, I guess. <laughs> this is a song called Trek in the Car. This is from the album Away From Here. And Michael, if people like Sean Sleeps Naked, Rigid, so want to send us original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonykornizershow.com. And uh, are we selling anything? Yeah, use code ROBK. Check out shop.tonykornizershow.com. I recommend the Bistro Mug. Good. James Carville joins us now. James Carville, last week, I doubted him. I shouldn't have doubted him. He bet with his heart. On, on the New Orleans Saints, and as we saw even last night, the New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback, and they're not going to win any games. They're dropping like Seattle. But James got the two college games right that I thought he would be wrong at. He won outright with Michigan. He won outright with Michigan. And you knew, I mean, he should have won outright with Auburn. They should have won that game. They played great. I sent you a text. I got no response, so I probably got the wrong number. But But you were great. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, now we're getting down to the end here. It's cliche, as the experience tells us in these rivalry games, sometimes weird things happen. <laughs> Ohio State-Michigan game had been pretty stable for a while, but you could you could feel them coming back. I, I was surprised that they'd be them that bad. I actually thought, oh, oh, oh. oh that, that would shock me. 
They killed him. Yeah. But you you got both those right, and I bow to that. Two and one last week, 27-33 overall. What do you like this week? Got championship I, games. What do you got? I, 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 it's uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Hey. What's the line on that? Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. I've got uh, Oklahoma State giving five and a half. Yeah, okay. Give the points. You're taking Oklahoma State. Okay. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Uh, okay. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got uh, Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yes. Yeah, we get Georgia giving six and a half in that one, James. G- giving is good. No okay. Charity is great. <laughs> good day for giving. It's Giving <laughs> Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So I'm taking Georgia, giving Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving Nick Saban six and a half points. That generally doesn't work out very well, does it? Yeah, no, no. And then uh, uh, you got uh, Michigan and Iowa. Yep, Michigan uh, giving 11. 11. And at that point, you, you just don't give charity. You have to accept it sometimes. So, so you'll take up. Iowa. You'll take Iowa. I'll game. take Iowa. Yeah, I think. Okay. I, I just think you play a game like that. What you got nothing left. I agree. I mean, those kids are so high against Ohio State. I mean, you know, now Iowa's coach is good, and then the I, I, ULL is playing Appalachian State. Yep, we've got uh, Appalachian State giving three. I, I'd, I'd give the Raging Cajuns the three. You'll take that. You'll take the three. I'll take uh, yeah, I, 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 no, yeah, I'll take the three. I, I want Louisiana laugh. Yeah, I know that coach is moving on, but they're, they're, he's a good coach. Those players are. Is that Billy yeah, Napier? Is that the coach yeah, Billy Napier who's going to Florida? Yeah, well, that's what a. Was her, what, what was your reaction to Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU? I was stunned, absolutely stunned, and I and the first thing I thought to myself. That it was like a Brett Bielma situation, that he's going to be a fish out of water. They're not going to trust him. I don't think it's going to work. It's a money uh, grab. I, so I, let me tell you the names of two coaches that came to the SEC that never spent a day in the South. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. And they did great. They did, you're they right. Saban did pretty good. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right about yeah. that. Do you do you think that this is your school, LSU? Are you happy I, with this? I think it's going to be, first of all, he's a Boston-area Irish guy. Right. The culturally, they're not that far from people in Louisiana, believe it or not. Really? You know, no, no. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a very Catholic community, kind of outgoing, you know. Right, right. Kind of hospitable kind of stuff. And he's a kind of bigger than my character. I, I think he will be fine. And and all they care about, the the four- and five-star recruits, is if I play for you, can I play on Sunday? Right, right. And he's got that cred and in, in, in everything you can imagine. But just remember, Nick Saban, Michigan State to LSU. Yeah. Urban Meyer was at Utah or something. He was at Utah, and, and, he, and he went, yeah, and he did, he and he went to Florida. Florida. They he wanted him, and, and he didn't go. The problem is a Notre Dame job. It's, it's hard to win at Notre Dame. They have restrictions on who you can bring in and how you do it, but yeah, did you think? That, it, it, do you think they talked to Urban Meyer about taking that job? No, no, I don't either. No, I, saw, I, don't. I no, I, I don't. I, that's preposterous. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, thank you, James. Right. Good luck. Yeah. All right, James Carville, boys and girls. He had. A, I mean, he won both those games. He should have won them both outright. Yeah, those but are big he won wins by the points by miles. Yeah, just by miles. Him and T Boy, we've got it wired. T Boy Latchley. Well, yeah. <laughs> We thought that was the end for T-Boy. Are we going to get, uh, we're trying to get Jeff Ma? Yes, I believe Sean is efforting that as we speak. That was, James was great on that. He said everyone had a winning week except for uh, Reginald, right? The monkey did not have a winning week. Yeah. The monkey was one and two. James was two and one. But it was the two that he got. Yes. Because I thought you were crazy to take Michigan. I mean, I really did. I, believe- I thought he was crazy. I thought he was crazy to take Auburn. Did we not have a conversation on the phone where I sort of was him and I was like, well, you know, Michigan has a good defense. And you said, you're going to win by 40. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I thought, well, maybe Tony's right. He's pretty smart. No, no, I'm not yeah. smart. I got that wrong. Uh, yeah. I got that wrong. Jeff, you got Jeff? Good. All right, Jeff, you there? You can hear us? Yes, I'm here. Jeff had a winning you. week as well. Jeff was 3-2. and two. Jeff's 37-23. and 23. <laughs> It, look, let me just tell you something. It's exciting to bet with a monkey. It's also stupid. It's stupid. Jeff is 37 and 23. He's not a monkey. And he does bet the process with Rufus. And they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Oh, what do you got this week? 
the question is, would you let a monkey park your car is the real question. <laughs> no. I would not let a monkey into my car. I would not. I would let you park my car anytime. And I'd throw I you a five. You asked me to at one point. Yeah, I'd throw you a five for doing it. So, yeah. Okay. What do you got? All right. This week we're going to start um, a little bit differently. There's a couple college games that I like, and one of them actually is the total. This time of year, it's interesting that the teams that sort of uh, we, we've kind of known as being sort of elite defensively, they start to play the elite offensive teams and the totals, the over-unders, are often suppressed because of how good these teams have been against bad teams. But when they start playing each other, you see much higher scoring games. So I actually like Georgia and Alabama to go over the 49.5. They're playing in a dome, um, which obviously will uh, raise scoring because of speed and no no weather, etc. But I think this game will be a higher scoring game than people think. And I, I like Georgia plus uh, over the 49.5 in that game. Okay. You're, so you're, you're, not, you're not betting... You're not betting the game; you're betting the number on that. Yeah, I mean, it's the total because I actually have uh, Georgia futures, meaning I have Georgia to win the national championship at around seven to one Ooh. from the beginning of the year. Good for you. So I'm I'm very invested in Georgia. And it, what's interesting, Tony, is do you don't you think this is kind of the national championship for Georgia? If they win this game, they're not actually going to. I don't think they will see a point spread less than, say, 14 points um, or 10 points, certainly, um, in the rest of the rest of the playoffs. Because the, the great it, interest it, to me, Jeff, in this game is can Alabama, how, how few points can Alabama lose by if they lose and still make the playoff? I mean, I think if they lose late and under eight, I think that they will be in the playoff, but I don't know how you think about that. Well, you think that even if Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati all win? Yes, I think they'll leave out Oklahoma State. If Alabama, if that's a nail-biter all the way to the end, I think they'll leave out Oklahoma State. But, you know, I don't know. And do you think, they, and do you think that they'll be seated third or fourth if that happens? Fourth. Alabama would have to be fourth, they, I would then, think. You know, play it again. Play Georgia again. Because I think people, I will, think yeah, people will want to see it. Don't you think they'd want to see it? If it's a great well, game, I think, I think what's going to happen is if if they do, if the committee does put George uh, Alabama in on the strength of a close loss to Georgia, which is legitimate because obviously Georgia is by far the best team in the country. If they do do that, I think they'll put them in at third, and they'll put okay. either the Cincinnati or Oklahoma State in at fourth, just so they don't have they can set up a rematch in the in, in the, the final championship game. All right, what else? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus the ten and a half here. Um, I I think oh, they're a much better team than Houston. I think eyes on the prize here. This is their big shot to actually you know get into this thing. So I think they're they're going to win this game uh, rel- really easily. Okay, I think they have to move on. You know what? I think well, they, they have, have to because Oklahoma State. You got to be worried if you're Cincinnati. You've got to go out there and say we got to win this game by twenty or more. Have to. Yeah, and I think if they do, they're in because I yeah, think that. I, I mean, I think it will be interesting if 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 that scenario that we painted happens, and not, and obviously if if Alabama wins, um, all bets are off for poor Cincinnati at that point. That's right. That's um, right. Got the Chargers plus the three. Um, I heard you on with Chuck Todd earlier this week um, talking about this game where if this game had been played, whatever six six weeks ago. The Chargers would likely be favored all of a sudden now. You get a situation they're getting three. Um, they have not played well, so I understand why the line is what it is, but I, I like them to play much better in this game and getting three points. I like them here. Okay. I'm going to take the Jets, which I know is your oh. favorite team, oh. plus the oh. seven. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know it just, just makes you so sad whenever I say their name, but I'm going to take them plus the seven here. Um playing you know much better played much better last week um still think they have some talent and flips a seven here i like them okay anything else and then finally i'm gonna take a game that sadly as a new england patriots fan i hope i'm wrong on but um i think the the analytics the numbers line up for buffalo minus the two and a half on monday night that is a game um that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs. Everybody's going to want to see that. The resurrection story for New England is pretty damned interesting. And if, you know, this is the one. I know that they also play Buffalo again, and I know they play Indianapolis. But if they were to win this one on the road, 
I think that everybody would be, you know, marching to Pretoria with them, don't you? I mean, I just, they, they would become irresistible, right? Well, I think we'd be talking about the fact that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, which would be, which would be good. I mean, I, I think we know that that's likely to be the, the case. He's on the trajectory to have a better career than Brady at this point. So, sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I do think that, but this one's kind of just icing on the cake for them, right? Because if they win this one, then they're in this, you know, incredible driver's seat yes. to actually be the number one team in the AFC, which is incredible thinking bizarre. that they started at two and four. Bizarre. So. Totally bizarre. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. You can uh, get Jeff's Thanks, stuff Tony. and Rufus's stuff on Bet the Process. And again, we have four. Well, we don't have four people. We have three people and a monkey. <laughs> and they're all under 500 except Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is plus 14. So if you, money means anything to you, I would bet with Jeff Ma. And I, for those of you who remember the show from Chatter, I hope you like the leaf blowers in the background. <laughs> hope that makes you happy. Uh, we will come back with email and jingle. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. It's gorgeous, and it's the Cane Bay High School Choir from South Carolina. It's just beautiful. Najee, you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad? Yes, thank you. Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. That'll about do us do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say I'm sitting in a railway station, got a ticket to my destination. You want to sing the rest of that? I'm, I'm having flashbacks to high school. <laughs> senior on a tour, dinner. one night stand, suitcase and guitar in hand. Every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one-man band. Mr. You associate Irwin that piano. with Paul Simon. Everybody understands that's Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. That's homeward bound, except the young man across Uncle Benny's table from me sang that at Murray, and I could not have been more proud. I could not have been more proud. Do you remember doing that? I just described doing it to yeah, you. So We're I mean, sitting at the same table as Miss Pettingill. Yeah, it's just great. Just great. Thanks to our guests today, Jason Lockenfora, James Carville, Adam Ferrara, going to Magoobies, and Jeff Ma, the <laughs> host of the Process. <laughs> Thanks to today's sponsors, Simply Safe and Vincero. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you got the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Do you ever sing that song to yourself? I do. Like when you're walking? You ever? Yeah, it's, it's one of those that cycles through. Yeah. A lot of James Taylor as well. Yeah, well, those, you know, those are great. James Taylor and Paul Simon, in the vein of singer-songwriter, they're at the top. Yeah. You know, they're at the top. <laughs> yes. We got a lot of mail about Mitch Album. I'm going to read a bunch of it. From Tim Storniolo in Mount Horeb. We listen to you yodel about golf, bridges, bikers, cross-country skiers, the Purple Line, owning a restaurant, your theory of electricity, and, of course, golf. Please don't insult our intelligence by bringing Mitch Album on to talk about Tuesdays with Maury. You're our Maury. We open up our podcast apps every day and hope to see a new episode. If more than a couple of days go by without one, we turn to the obit section to make sure Satchmo <laughs> hasn't kicked the bucket. We soak up all the information for life we can get because we don't know how long this ride will last. We don't need to read the book. We're living it. From James Carlin, I've been listening to you since the ESPN Zone days. All I can say after this installment is wow and thank you for reminding me, reminding me there are people like Mitch Album in the world. I believe it's the sports zone. From Ron yes. Weaver in Maumee, Ohio, your interview with Mitch Album was wonderful. Everyone should hear this moving story about caring for orphans in Haiti. You're one of the best interviewers I've ever heard with very insightful questions. I look forward to your show whenever it's on, which I wish was every day. Well, we almost were this week. This is our fourth one. From Keith Mitchell in Pipestone, Minnesota, I've been a loyal listener for several years now and it's something that I look forward to very much. I've never written the show before so there's going to be a first for me but I was so moved by your podcast with Mitch Album that I felt the need to tell you how much it meant to me and how much I truly enjoyed it. I work in manufacturing as a manager all my life so writing is not one of my strong points. I always marvel at the skill that you Mitch and others have when it comes to expressing your thoughts and opinions. Thanks for making my day a little brighter whenever I listen to the podcast. From Caesar Amador in Arlington, Virginia. Listening to Mitch about his adventure in Crete reminded me of a funny story our family had in that part of the world. My wife, our six-month-old at the time, now 13, and I were in Cyprus. My wife had to go for work, and we went along to celebrate her birthday. When we asked the concierge about a nice restaurant, he recommended an upscale place 
tourist trap in town. <laughs> when our taxi picked us up, we gave him the name of the restaurant. He turned back, looked at us, and told us in a very heavy accent, that place not good. Do you want to go to nice place? I take nice place. We agreed, and then we drove for like 30 minutes. My wife and I were wondering uh, if we were going to be irresponsible enough to do this with a six-month-old baby, how stupid we were to trust a stranger. We got to a beautiful white house in Little Fishing Town. We got in, and I guess the whole town was there. The setting was beautiful, ancient olive trees, picnic tables everywhere in the courtyard. We sat down, asked for food and drink, and I have to say it's one of the best meals we've ever had. The people were friendly. They asked us where we were from, what we were doing, they asked us about our baby, etc. We had a great time. We still laugh about it. Would this count as a Mitch album moment? From Brian Kessel in Ellicott City, um, just wanted to point out that the first four words Mitch Albom spoke on the November 30th pod were, I have a piano. <laughs> yep. Come on. How great is that? From Cher, who usually, yeah, Cher, who usually writes haikus. Straight, no chase or a haiku. That was blanking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, from Scott Gurney in East Selkirk, Manitoba in Canada. You mentioned you hope folks enjoyed your chat with Mitch Album. I have to say that as much as I look forward to the water bill and trailer rants, the left, left, right, left, left, yeah. cornflakes for breakfast, Subaru bashing and Reginald as Johnny Walker Blue throwing his poo, I appreciated your change of pace extended interview with Mitch Album. have to admit I've never read one of Mitch Album's small books, but by the end of the episode I knew I'd have to go find one. The man is as gracious as he is multi-talented. Music, sports, runs an orphanage. Gee, guys like that could make a person feel guilty or inadequate, but instead he makes you want to do better. More than anything, I felt like I was sitting in the room when two old friends told stories. Greek Elvis was priceless. Pope prodded and good-naturedly needled each other. Moreover, I love it when I hear the interviewee say something along the lines of, good question, no one's ever asked me that before. You know you're about to hear an original response. Isn't that nice? It's just very it's nice. Lovely. From Charles Kurtz. Here's some connective tissue. I was weeping, and it took me five minutes to tell my wife where it contributed to the Chica Fund. So happy you brought Mr. Album back to us for a while and could connect us to such a worthy cause. Stinking Show really is about helping your friends, isn't it? You know, and some impoverished orphan, orphans. From Papa Theon in Paris, in France. If one of the unstated missions of the podcast is to make the rest of us feel disgusted with our underachieving selves <laughs> by regularly reminding us that there are people like Ian Warrington or Mitch Album, mission accomplished. From Brian Deaton in Lexington, Kentucky. I've come up with the perfect title for Mitch Album's autobiography, The Five People You Meet in Crete. <laughs> Please pass this along to him and tell him you're welcome. And from Betsy Jaffe in Reston, Virginia, formerly of Plainview. Plainview, I assume. Plainview, Long Island. First time, long time. I've never written you before, but I need to share a story I have about Mitch Album. I, like you, find comfort in routine, and so I found the beginning of the pandemic particularly unnerving, especially since I live alone, with no theater, sports, or community for months at a time, plus the endless stream of bad news. I was finding it hard to sleep at night. In a quest for better times, I started listening to back episodes of your pod at night instead of the news. I especially love the chatter episodes, hearing the plates and the din of the crowd. Living in Reston, I was able to come by about a half a dozen times. One of my favorite episodes was the last time you had Mitch Album on, entitled Just Another Lousy Band, after Bruce Springsteen told Mitch and his bold-faced author friends not to quit their day jobs. I laughed for the first time in so long when I revisited it. A few months into the pandemic, my phone rang. The caller ID said Israel, and I almost didn't pick up because I thought it was spam. Instead, it was a voice I immediately recognized, though I had not heard it since 1988. It was a voice I thought I would never hear again. It was an old friend who I met at a Long Island day camp in 1981. We attended a performing arts camp, and she tentatively asked if we could share a music stand and orchestra. We became fast friends, kept in touch throughout the years in between summers, attending each other's bat mitzvahs, etc. Then I got the news she was moving to my town just in time for high school. We walked to school daily for years. We went our separate ways for college and only kept in touch sporadically. And then she got married, moved to Israel, changed her first and last name. Her parents died. Suddenly, I could not find her. I was upset about it, but I was resigned to the fact that I would likely never hear from her again. Why did my friend call? She was listening to Mitch Album's podcast, and he told his listeners to get in touch with someone they fell out of touch with that means a lot to them. It's great. Yeah, you choke up on that. That's really great. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. But I still need... A bit of milk, full fat. Which Good. Get me out of this milk.